let us pray our father and our god we thank you for today we thank you because you're good and this is another opportunity that you want your children to hear the truth in your word father god as we come before your feet to sit and listen father we ask that you flood our hearts with light the truth in your word only will hear god i decrease completely oh god i have no idea or no no knowledge of my own but i ask that your voice be heard above all god let my voice be the voice of god let my voice be the voice of god let your children know what to do in this season oh god light and direction for everybody you are providing answers through your word oh god father god as we hear these words today will not just be hearers of this word but we will be doers of this word in the mighty name of Jesus thank you righteous father for in Jesus mighty name we pray amen amen good morning again everyone so um quickly we'll be sharing the word today and we are going to be talking about waiting on the lord waiting on the lord wait to wait on the lord to wait on god i know as the word as the word entails to wait but i always like it interactive i always like to hear from people because the gingers mean more so please help me support my ministry can someone talk about waiting what it means to wait on god wait on the lord wait on god what does it mean can somebody please help my ministry thank you and someone help to wait good morning good morning good morning okay. sis um like we all had wait 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 meaning that you have to pause what you're doing you just have to wait on the lord for his timing you have to wait on the lord for his blessing or whatever it is that you're trusting the lord for so what um, I'll just add to it before you give um, your introduction is that waiting is not a denier. The waiting room is not an easy room. It's not really easy to wait. It's not easy to wait, but it is a rewarding room. If you look at the story of um, Sarah, if they have waited for Isaac as God intended initially before they had to do other option, you know, Israel won't be having the trouble they're having today. But still yet, that one that God told them to wait for, Isaac, came. Because God is not a man that should lie. He always puts his words to, and bring it into performance. So wait on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you. I like, I like what she says. Um, it's a waiting room. And one thing I have found. Okay, can someone help? Someone else, can someone else help? One more person, please. What does waiting mean to you? One more person. Okay. Um, okay. Let's, let's just proceed. She, she says waiting, waiting is like waiting in the room. It's a place of reward, actually. It's a place where we are made. It's a place where we are formed. It is a place where we are renewed. It is a place where we are transformed. 
into who God really wants us to be. Waiting is a position of stillness. Waiting is a position of stillness where we are still and we trust. Where we depend only on God. And the amazing thing about this life is that every every child of God represented in here, we are all in the waiting room. We are all in this waiting room at different points in our life. We are waiting. We are waiting. But the thing is, what do you do when you're waiting? What do you do when you're waiting? Let's see what the Bible talks about waiting. I just posted a scripture, um, the book of Psalm, the book of Psalm 135 and 6. I'm reading the easy to read version. The book of Psalms 135 to 6. Please, um, can someone help me post on this Zoom? Thank you. I posted it on both groups. Um, yeah. So it says that I will wait for the Lord to help me. You can hear what the Bible is saying. It says that I will wait on the Lord to help me. I trust him completely. So it's just like you going into a man's office and yeah, you are asked to, um, I want to see some man, the manager, and he says, okay, tell him to wait for 10 minutes. And you, you bank on that time. You say 10 minutes. Okay, you are sitting. You are sitting because you know that you are going to see him. You know that whatever you are going there, he's aware of your appointment with him. You know that you are going to see him. And you are patiently waiting. Because whatever you have come there for, there, there's already, there's already answer. There's already answer for you. And that is how it is when we truly wait, when we wait on God, when we wait on the Lord for help. We wait and we trust in him completely because we know that while we wait on him, he knows, number one, he's aware of our presence. And number two, we know that there is always answer. So the truth is, who are you waiting on? Who are you waiting for? Some people here, we, we are waiting on men. We are waiting on men. We are looking up to men. We are looking unto God. We are sitting in our waiting room for a long time, waiting for men. And that is why sometimes, most of the times, we are disappointed because we wait for men. We are disappointed waiting on men to do what only God can do for us. Let me proceed on this reading. He says, I trust him completely, so I wait for him. Do you trust God completely? Do you think that you can actually wait for God to do what he has said he will do? Can you wait for him to do what he has promised to do? Let me proceed. He says, I want the Lord to come and help me. 
more than a guard at, at night wants the morning to come. You can see the level of desperation. I want, I am sitting and I'm waiting on God to help me. More than a guard, a security man, how they wish for daybreak, for, for the day to come so that they can go back to their home and go rest. I wait, endlessly I wait, desperately I wait on the Lord to come. Yes, I want the Lord to come quickly. Even more than that, everybody, they are desperate. They want God to just change that situation. But waiting, you see this wait. It is a process. It is a price that all of us must pay. We must wait. We must be still and know that he is God. We must wait. No matter the situation, no matter your, your situation let this be your posture to wait to trust to depend to be desperate desperately waiting on god and not man let us wait endlessly for god and what he wants to do for us even in this season for our hope is in the lord our trust is in the lord the maker of the whole universe. Let me quickly post another scripture. Um, the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. Um, Deuteronomy. Sorry, I'm, also, I'm trying to put. I've posted on um, the WhatsApp group. I'm posting here on Telegram. Can someone help me post on Zoom? Okay, so I read the book of Deuteronomy 6 verse 5. It says, Love the Lord your God with all your mind and all your thoughts and make him the most important person in your lives. Think about him every day. So I was at the at, at an event yesterday and they were talking about people who were t- trusting God for everything after praying they also um, they also prayed for people who were searching for different things for jobs and all that and the word came and said especially for those who are waiting on God to be married that the word of God says that you should love the Lord your God. And I'm imagining that I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And what God wants us in this season is to love the Lord your God with all of your all of your mind. No, let us critically look at this thing. With all of your mind. Love the Lord your God with all your mind. What does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your mind? All means that in everything you are thinking of, you should also, you should love God with all of your mind. It should be your thoughts. He should be your thoughts. In everything, every time you are thinking, you think of God. You think of God. He said, make him the most important person means that that any other thing that will hold more dear to us has to go to the back seat. 
any other thing that you think that is dear to you has to go to the back seat has to go to the back seat he says make make him the most important person in your life is god right now the most important person in your life ask yourself this is how we wait to love him is he the most important person in your life right now this word is also for me you can imagine that god himself wants us the creator of the whole universe wants us to love him are you serious the god who created everything has a desire and one of those desire is that we love him and to love god is to get to know him more to love god is to get to know him more let god be our priority you think about everything you think about god if there is any person important in your life that you have to depend on you have to depend on god only god only god all things he didn't say some things he said in all things he said in all things not some things my own question for you today can we actually say that we love god can we say that we prioritize his thoughts above every other thought so every day we say we want to know what the father thinks this is what the father thinks this is what the father thinks that even as we wait in this season let us prioritize him because of course we have to be doing something we have to be doing something this is what the father wants us to do okay so i'm sending another scripture to the group lamentation 3 verse 25 lamentation 3 verse 25 and i will read is a short one the lord is good to those who wait for him so our expectations while we wait is that god is good our expectations in the wait is that god is good and that is why he will be faithful to his word and his promises it says god is good to those who wait for him the person who seeks him god is good to those who wait on him you will see the goodness of the lord the word of god cannot lie the word of god cannot change he says god is good then god is good to those who wait to those people who seek his face I'm sending another scripture to the group. It says Psalm Psalm 31 verse 24 says be strong and let your heart take courage. Waiting is not an easy process. It is not an easy thing. In fact, it's contrary contrary against the norms. Because if you are in a cold place, you expect to be cold. You you expect to feel um feel chills. 
the reaction is that you are cold. It's just like they're, they're putting you in freezer and they're saying, do not be, do not be, don't, don't be cold though. When you see things that will shake you, the Bible says, take courage, be strong and take courage. All of you, he didn't say some, he says all you who hope in the Lord, take courage. In that situation of your weight, in those things that make you shake, he says take courage. I don't know what you're currently battling right now. But every day we wake up, we come and we want to hear what God has to say. This is one of the things that God wants to say or has to say or what God expects our position to be in this season. In this season, God wants us to take courage. God wants us to be strong. Will God say that we should be strong when he has not given us the the ability to? means that we find we should find that strength on the inside of us we should let the strength of god be revealed be strong and let your heart take courage all you who hope in the lord another one i'm posting to the group psalm 33 verse 20 and it says our soul waits for the lord he is our help and our shield Our soul is like reminding yourself. See, in this way, sometimes when you get tired, you command your soul to wait on the Lord for God is your help. We don't have any help anywhere. Earnestly, we do not have any help, any kind of help anywhere. But our help is in the Lord. Because it is only God who gives us without repentance. It is only God who truly gives us because he loves us. Our help is in the Lord. Because he is our help and he is our shield. You see, in the season of wait and while we wait on God, we enjoy help. We enjoy help from the Lord and we enjoy protection. There was something about once, um, there was a time in my life where I was really worried about the situation and a word came from me, for me, that I will not, no matter what happens in this situation, you will not be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. What does it tell us that there is a divine protection for us? Even in this season. He's not just helping us. He's protecting us. He's protecting us. A lot of things happen in our wait. But God wants us to wait. God wants us to wait. I want to place this final scripture before we end up the round of this section. Um... Isaiah 40 verse 31 it's a, it's a popular scripture it is a popular scripture and I read <coughs> excuse me I read it says yet yeah, those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength yet those who wait upon the Lord will gain new strength it's just like saying those people who 
who stay in the house will not get wet. So even when there's trouble outside and it is raining heavily, those who wait to wait on the Lord, it is a place. It is a place where we have covering. Those who wait upon the Lord will gain strength. Those who wait upon God are strengthened. Of, of course, it is not your own strength. Of course, it is not your own strength. Sometimes you wonder how you find strength to go through that situation. God is not promising us that that situation will not come. He only says that in that, in that situation, you are strengthened. You, are, you have the ability to go through it. Why? Because it is no longer you that is going through it. It is me working in you. You are strengthened. And they will mount up, up they will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and they will not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. How many of us have experienced this thing that there are some situations like that in our life, especially when we are trusting God, that you just look back and say, Really? Now me go through this thing. Now me go through this thing. Can can anyone hear me, please? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Yes. So sometimes you just wonder, see, now me go through this thing. It can only be God keeping his promise earnestly. So I want us to be conscious even while we wait. We are not wasting our time. While we wait, we wait right. While we wait, we wait right. I pray that every word that we have heard, we will not lose it in the course of the day. We will not just be hearers of this word, but we will be doers. We receive grace to do the word of God, to apply everything, to position, to position ourselves just the way the word has said we should position ourselves. Thank you so much for listening to me. And over to you, Sister Sylvia. Good morning, everyone. Jane, thank you. Thank you for leading with the Koinonia session and the word session. Okay, so there's a um, translation of that um, scripture you read that um, I really, really like. And that's the TPT version of Isaiah 40, verse 31. The Bible says that those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary and walk through life without giving up. Praise God. But I thank you. I thank you for your loving kindness. I thank you for giving us grace to wait upon you, O Lord. I thank you for new strength every day. I thank you for your spirit that guides us. We commit this um, session into your hands. I ask, O Lord, that you take absolute control of our hearts. Give us insight into your word as we study the word of God. Give us revelation. Encourage us through your word, O Lord. Edify our spirits. Edify our flesh. Convict us to repentance and teach us how to live as children of God in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Father, I also ask, O oh Lord, that every word that proceeds out of my mouth, that it be better by the Spirit of God and not by flesh. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Praise God. Jane, thank you so much for sharing that because I believe that a lot of us are waiting on things. Some people are waiting on um, the healing of their marriage. Some people are waiting on medical healing. Some people are waiting on um, God for his spouse. Some people are waiting for peace in their marriage. Some people are waiting for peace in their places of work. Some people are waiting for a promotion. Some people are waiting for a child. Some people are even waiting to have another child. Maybe they've had just one child years ago and they are believing God for another child. Some people are waiting for their in-laws to accept them and love them. Some people are waiting on God for for um for for peace in their hearts. A lot of people don't have peace. So a lot of people are waiting for certain things and this is a good word. So thank you very much for sharing this. But I want us to look at the TPT version. But those who wait for Yahweh's grace will receive divine strength. What does that mean? That when you wait for God's timing, for Yahweh's grace, when you wait upon the Lord, He gives you new strength. Divine strength, divine, that means it comes from God. It can only come from God. He gives you strength. So even when you think that, oh, I'm tired. I'm about to give up. Can I continue like this? Can I wait on God's time? And let me tell you, if you're God's child and you trust him with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding, he will give you strength. He will give you strength. Why? Truly, see, you can't even live a life that brings God glory without his help. You can't do it. You can't serve God and honor him without his help. That's why the word of God says that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You can't walk in a way, walk, walk, do this life in a way that brings God glory and brings him pleasure without his strength. You can't. You can't do marriage right without his strength. You can't serve at, at your place of work without his strength. You can't be a good child to your parents without his strength. You can't do anything without him so man may come to a point where man thinks that they are independent but the truth is that you will always rely on the strength of God whether you acknowledge it or not so if there is anyone who feels so tired and you feel so weary and you feel so you, you, you feel so discouraged and it seems like everyone has what you desire I want to encourage you this morning to wait. Wait on the Lord. Jane talked about love. See, when you love God, the Bible has clearly told us, if you love him, you will keep his commandments. So what do you do while you wait? You live for God. What did Sarah and Abraham do while they waited? They continued to live a life that honored God. Yes, they made mistakes here and there. But you see, they still had reverential fear of the Lord. So while you wait, what do you do? Live a life that honors God. That's what you do. See, when we say, 
while you wait, praise. See, praise is not is not a recipe in your in how do I explain it? If you live a life that honors God while you wait, praise will be included in it. But you can say while you wait, praise, and still not live a life that honors God. Do you understand what I mean? When you live a life that honors God, everything is in that package. But you can wait and praise and still not live a life that honors God. So while you wait, let your life honor God. If your life honors God, you will love God and love others. If your life honors God, you will give. If if your life honors God, you will obey his commandments. If your life honors God, you will pray, you will worship, you will praise. If you are conscious of God, all those things will be sorted out. So even while you wait on the Lord, live a life that honors God. Don't be so beat down. I hope I got that right. And discouraged that you don't live a life that gives God glory. That you start being careless with your words. So when people say, ah, Maybe they said you don't have a womb or your tubes are tight. How can you have a child? You don't join them and say, it's true. I mean, maybe I may never have a child. No, 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 you don't say that. Why? You are conscious of the word of God. Hold on to the word of God. If you, what, what, what did the Bible say? It says, if you serve the Lord your God, Hey, what is that? You will take away sickness from your midst and none shall be barren in, your la- in the land. Yes, that's the scripture I'm trying to remember. Pick out the word of God and speak it. When people mock you, uh-uh, but you're, you're just 35. You're already 35, aren't you worried? You're 40, you're 42, you're 45, you're 50, and you tell me you're waiting on the Lord for his spouse. Aren't you worried? Say no. Why? It's him I'm waiting on, not man. Don't you get it? There may be many women and many men in the world, but you see, there is that one person that God will satisfy me with. And what would I do as I wait on the Lord for my spouse? I will serve him. I will live a life that honors him. I've left it all in his arms hands what i'll do is i'll be an honorable woman or an honorable man you see that thing i desire in someone else as a spouse i will be that thing become that thing that person for and now i'm talking about people who want to get married become the person you want to marry be faithful be hardworking. be knowledgeable be meek be patient, be kind. Some, even some ladies, some men are praying for someone who they will marry who will be more spiritually grounded than them. Don't you know your spouse is praying for the same thing? I spoke to a friend of mine about this. I, and truly, it's a very, very selfish thing for you to think that the other person will be the person to pull you up. Can't you pull the person up? Can't you pull the person up? So that thing you are praying for, be that same thing. Dear brothers and sisters who are waiting for 
a spouse. Be that person. Be the right person. You are praying for the right person. You be the right person. And when you live a life that honors God, you will be the right person. Even when the situation is not pretty. Even when it's not pretty. Ruth was found honorable. Her track record went ahead of her. Boaz had heard about the good things she was doing for her mother-in-law. Even before he met her. Can they speak good of you? Is your fragrance nice? Or you only want to marry someone with a beautiful fragrance? You emit the right fragrance. Be the right person. If you are waiting on the fruit of the womb, whether you've never had a child or you're believing God for another child, be kind to other people and trust God and stop blaming yourself. Stop it. What does that mean? It means that you think that you have the power to create life. That's what it means. That the power does not lie in the hand of God. It lies in your own hands. You need to trust God with all your hearts. Shut down the mocking voices of people and trust Him completely. Children are a blessing from the Lord. He will give you that. According to his will, he will give you that. So trust him. And you be honorable before the Lord as you wait on him. If it's a job, start to help other people or volunteer somewhere. Add value to a particular organization or a business. Add value. Sometimes you can volunteer. Sometimes you can help people. Build your own, build your skills. Be faithful wherever you are. As you wait, be faithful to God. Be faithful to God. Some of us are waiting for a big breakthrough, but the gifts that he has put inside of us, we are disregarding. He put that inside of you, so you serve. Don't give up. And don't think that you don't have strength to wait. You do. He will give you strength. That scripture in Isaiah 40, TPT says, For those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. He will give you strength. So don't give up. Don't give up. Then one more, one last thing I would like to share with everyone in regards to what I shared on the group yesterday. I don't know why the Holy Spirit kept leading me there. And don't ever think that whenever I preach, I'm only preaching to you guys. The word hits me also. Most times, even when I type, I I never rehearsed what I typed, let alone what I preach. So I will study the word of God, but I hardly rehearse what I preach. Hardly. So when the word comes, it's not just for you, it's also for me. I want to read the scripture um, regarding um, that scripture. That's um, that thing I sent to the group all through yesterday. Please open your Bibles to Matthew 19. Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. 
Matthew chapter 19. Someone can please, I'll be, I'll be very grateful if someone helps me post this on the groups. Matthew 19, I'll be reading the contemporary English version. I'm reading from verse 16 to 28. The Bible says, A man came to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to have eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you ask me what, about what is good? Only God is good. If you want to have eternal life, you must obey his commandments. Which ones? The man asked. Jesus answered, Do not murder. Be faithful in marriage. Do not steal. Do not tell lies about others. Respect your father and mother and love others as much as you love yourself. The young man said, I have obeyed all of this. I have obeyed all of these. What else must I do? Jesus replied, If you want to be perfect, go sell everything you own. Give the money to the poor, and you will have riches in heaven. Then come and be my follower. When the young man heard this, he was sad because he was very rich. Jesus said to his disciples, It's terribly hard for rich people to get into the kingdom of heaven. In fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get into God's kingdom. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly surprised and asked, How can anyone ever be saved? Jesus looked straight at them and said, There are some things that people cannot do, but God can do anything. Jesus replied, remember, sorry, Peter replied, remember, we have left everything to be your followers. What will we get? Verse 28, Jesus answered, listen to this. Verse 28, Jesus answered, yes, all of you have become my followers. And so in the future world, when the Son of Man sits on his throne, on his glorious throne, I promise that you will sit on 12 thrones to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. All who have given up home, or brothers, and sisters, or father, and mother, or children, or land, for me, will be given a hundred times as much. They will also be. They will also have eternal life. But many who are now first will be last, and many who are last will be first. Praise God. So the person who is helping me, I pray that someone helps me post this on the group. Please, someone should help me post this scripture. Then the person should also post Mark ten from verse 20, 28, Right? I think it's the same. Yes, the same verse twenty eight. 28. From you can start from verse 26. But this from Mark 10, 26. But this left them. I'm um, okay. This is the activity version. Let me start from verse 27. Sorry. Jesus looked at them and replied, With with people, it's impossible, but not with God. God makes all things possible. It's the same thing. This is almost the same scripture we, we just 
Reynolds. Then Peter spoke up and said, Can't you see that we've left everything we had to cling to you? 29. Listen to my words, Jesus said. Anyone who leaves his, his home behind and chooses me over children, parents, family and possessions, all for my sake, all for the sake of the gospel, sorry, all for the sake of the gospel, it will come back to him a hundred times as much in this life. Homes, family, mothers, brothers, sisters, children, possessions, along with persecutions. And in the age to come, he will inherit eternal life but many who are considered to be the most important now will be the least important then and many who are viewed as the least important now will be considered the most important then now this is where we are head i'm heading to anytime you sacrifice a thing for god god rewards you so now we talked about music and contents i know that that's um what i shared on the group will upset a lot of people but I'm not concerned about that. I'm more interested in repentance. The way God is interested in repentance, it change. I'm interested in people being restored back to Christ and believers being consecrated to the Lord. That's what I'm interested in. So what I want to say is this, because I know how confusing it can be sometimes to a lot of believers, especially people who just came to Christ. Every time you make a sacrifice for God, God rewards you. So if you decide I'm going to honor God, even with what I push out online or with the kind of music I listen to or movies I watch or whatever it is you're doing, the seed that you sow or the persecution that comes along with being a child of God or your service to God or or um, the amount of hours you preach and pray intercede for others see every time you give to God God rewards you and every time you give up things to honor God God rewards you so even when it's hard to give up your normal life and the way you normally do business to honor God God will reward you it's a, it's a worthy sacrifice that's what I want to encourage you with. Um, um, that's what I that's what I want to share with you this morning. It's a worthy sacrifice. Anytime you give up, make sacrifices, you give up things to honor God and his kingdom and to spread the gospel. It's a worthy and honorable sacrifice, and you will be honored with a reward. So don't ever think like the disciple Peter asked. Can't you see that we, in Matthew chapter 10, Peter asks, can't you see that we've given everything we had to cling to you? These people, these men, abandoned everything for Christ. They followed Jesus. Literally, they followed him. He said, can't you see? We've left everything we had to cling to you. And Jesus answered, I'm going to repeat this, this verse. Listen to my words, Jesus said. That means we should pay attention. Listen to my words, Jesus said. Anyone who leaves his home behind, if you've moved away from one city to another for the sake of the gospel, this is also for you. Listen to my words, Jesus said. Anyone who leaves his home behind and chooses me over children, parents, Family and possessions, 
all for the sake of the gospel, it will come back to him a hundred times as much in this lifetime. Sorry, I had to mute. Um, as much in this lifetime. Homes, family, mothers, brothers, sisters, children, possessions. Even God is interested in what you own and what you have. Possessions along with persecutions. In the age to come, you will inherit eternal life. I hope this is, you understand that the sacrifices you make to be consecrated is a worthy, they are worthy sacrifices. Verse 31, but many who are considered to be most important now will be the least important then. And many who are viewed as the least important now will be considered the most important thing. So if you are making sacrifices in order to honor God and to push the gospel, the sacrifices you are making are worthy. Don't ever think it's too much. Don't ever think. And don't ever ask. Don't, Don't wonder. I want to, I want to, I want to encourage you this morning. Don't even wonder, what would I get? Jesus has answered this in his word. In verse 29, he clearly answered this. He shares. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He has shown us what we will get. He has shown us what we will get. He has shown us what we will get. You will be rewarded. It will come back to him a hundred times. That's what the word says. So trust God. Trust God. Even if you have to start pushing content with cleaner, with cleaner, um, whatever it is, whether it's an audio file or whatever it is, whatever you're pushing out now. Or you have to purge your playlist or your the kind of movies you watch, whatever it is, whatever sacrifice, or you're letting go of friendships that are corrupting you, or you have to move away from home, or the Lord tells you to change your job, or your, 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 whatever you do to make money, and you're wondering, why should I do this to honor God? What would I get? You will be rewarded. That's the answer. He will reward you. Even when you will have to endure persecution for the sake of Christ, the answer is in this scripture. He will reward you. The Bible says that God is not unjust to forsake your labor of love. If you are serving God, and maybe you get spit on because you are serving God, you are spreading the gospel, you are preaching the word of God, and many people don't want to hear that. You are going against the norm. Because you're standing for Christ and you've experienced persecution. It may not mean that your life will be taken away from you, but it means that you'll be shut out, shut out from certain circles. Certain things will be done. You may not get promoted. You may be looked down on. People may not want to associate with you. Different, the different ways that persecution comes. Even if you are flogged for the gospel, God will reward you. God will reward you. So please don't give up. Don't give up this race. Don't feel like God is asking for too much. God is not unjust. He will reward you. I pray that this word encourages you. I pray that it edifies you. 
I pray that it convicts you and I pray that it teaches you how to live as a child of God. And I also pray in the mighty name of Jesus that as you go about your routine for today, that you reflect on the word that has been shared, the scriptures, and that the Holy Spirit will give you deeper revelation and insight into the word in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for you. Have a blessed day. Have a new, happy new week. Be conscious of the of whom you carry in you, and that's the Spirit of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Try to love people. Try your best. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. Love people. For, forgive quickly. And if possible, forgive in advance. And I do pray that the Lord will give you strength as you wait on Him in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't forget to lead the soul to Christ today. God loves you so much. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.